Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Tea in a Chat. With Harry and Pat and Sarah. No. Not Pat, not Pat. <laughs> this is a, So we have a guest on today. We're, I'm going to have to explain this Pat thing again. I know, we, we explain it every <laughs> week, but it's, a, it's just a part of it now. So this, sorry, we've got a guest, Catherine. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, so this Pat thing, right, this podcast is Tea in a Chat is what we call it well that's kind of the i feel like is there a longer title than that no tea in a chat with harry and pat no yes. it's not basically this is <laughs> it's the rhyme that zara goes for which i every every single podcast episode we do i'm like what if someone's just started listening today and they're like who's this pat but and people like, know us as harry and pat now and it's fine that's not your name so <laughs> yeah i suppose i'm anyway. committed to the rhyme anyway so yeah, moving on. That's the gist of Harry and Pat, whatever that is. Today, as I say, we've got Catherine with us. So, Catherine, I'm just going to ask you to sort of introduce yourself, sort of tell us maybe your background and what kind of stuff you're getting up to these days, just so people can get a feel of who you are and what you do. Sure, yeah. So my name is Catherine Skeen uh, and I have worked in casting for many years. I'm also um, the success manager at Spotlight for casting directors and agents. Um, And yeah, I focus a lot on casting. I have worked on some incredible shows and have recently opened, I say recently, it's actually been three years, but um, (laughs) two years um, ago opened my own casting business called Catherine Skeen Casting and I've got to cast some really cool Scottish projects. So yeah, I'm very delighted to be <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, that's obviously we're definitely going to dive into all of that stuff yeah. a bit more. So, what kind of? Oh, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> what kind of journey did you kind of go on to end up where you are? Did you kind of come through uh, like a perf- performing route yourself, or tell us about that? Sure. So, I mean, I think everyone's journey is very different to kind of mm-hmm. getting to all different like genres within the sort of performing art world but mine kind of takes lots of different turns so I will try and keep it short and sweet but um yeah it's it does take a lot of different paths to kind of lead to where I, I am today and um, so when I left school I decided that I wanted to go to university so I have a business degree and um, so I went to uni in Aberdeen for four years and then when I finished my degree I was like oh if I never try I'll never know to to try out being a performer I used to always do sort of um drum and youth stuff and doing musical theatre so I thought do you know let's give it a go so at age 22 I packed up my bags moved to London on my own (laughs) from from Scotland love that just just went for it and I I didn't want to do a a full course I'd already done university for four years Mm -hmm. so I wanted to do an intensive course so I joined um a school called AMTA, it was called at the time, which I believe is called the International College of Musical Theatre now, mm-hmm. um, but it was called AMTA at the time. And I did a one year intensive course there in um, musical theatre and I loved it. It was amazing. It was so hard and so stressful, but it was mm-hmm. incredible. And I met some amazing people there and I was taught by some incredible um, industry professionals. And then when I left there after a year, I decided I wanted to try out performing for a little while. So I, I worked professionally for a few months, but soon realized that it probably wasn't for me in terms of being um, on the stage. Um, I I loved it and it kind of took the love away from it for me, mm. um, which was a bit of a shame, but I just loved business as well. So I was like, there must be a world where I can mix 
my love for musical theatre and my love for business together. Um, but if I'm honest, I had absolutely no idea how to do that. So I kind of just went and searched for for things to do in that field and came across a company called Celador Worldwide, um, which is a, a production company and they um, produce a lot of international and um, national tours. And I basically wrote to them and said, I'd love to get some work experience. And their casting director got in contact and said, we're looking for someone to come in to be a runner. And um, would you come along? And that's kind of how I found out what casting was and what a casting director was mm. and I completely fell in love um, with it and um, so I worked with Philidor for a while um, and then I thought you know I really need to kind of put my eggs in lots of different baskets because I have experience as a performer now in casting but I'd love to see a bit of agenting side as well just so mm. I can kind of get a full breadth of everything so I went to work for um, a company which was called World Global at the time I sound so old when I say at the time everything's changed since Covid so yeah. it's fine yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah it's Talent, um, as you would know, it's now in mm-hmm. the agency, and I worked there um, in their broadcast department. So that really taught me a lot working with high profile clients um, in terms of how to kind of manage their career. Um, and I worked then with United Agents after that as well as a temp to try and get lots of different bits of information. Um, but I knew casting was kind of where I wanted to be. So I got in contact with hundreds of casting offices, begging for them to take me. Um, and in 2017, I emailed Pepper Aliens office and mm-hmm. they said, we're looking for someone. And then I worked for them full time until the pandemic um, as their casting assistant. And I got to work on incredible shows such as Lion King and Come From Away and Wicked and, and The Book of Mormon and just some amazing, amazing shows. Yeah. I learned so much working with Pippa and Natalie mm-hmm. and they really taught me what it's what it's like to be a casting director and how to be a, a kind and and yeah to make a really love experience um for additions so yeah yeah absolutely that. it's that's such a great journey as yeah. well and I love that you've just like tried all these you know like trying different avenues and getting that experience I think that's such a great thing because I mm. I don't know I don't know if that's always encouraged in education is it would you say I don't know maybe that's just my my opinion thinking back to school I don't know <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of hard. yeah it's not really I mean when I was at school I had no idea that you could mm. what an agent I knew what an agent was but I didn't know how to become an agent yeah. how to become a casting director all these sort of different avenues you can go down in the performing arts world I only knew there was a performer route and that was it yeah um, so I think yeah it's definitely unknown until you're kind of chucked into it and you discover it yourself yeah and I think as well that's like obviously agents and casting directors and everything else there's such it's such a small world but there's so such intricate parts of the world that all we all function together all the cogs want to turn in the same direction but like you say I think a lot of people they, how do you get into how do you end up doing this how do you end up doing that people don't really know so I think mm. it's going to be really good for for you know your journey and people to hear that if that's something they're interested in or even you know maybe oh yeah I've not really thought about that but I'm actually you know oh, knocking things around but got like yeah an idea of yeah, I think it's just definitely. a lovely lovely journey it's, I agree it's yeah. a warm journey it's, I don't know that's <laughs> connotations for me anyway um wow so there's lots there that I've, I feel like I just want to ask loads of questions I'm going to try and stay on topic so one of the first things we've got written down here is can in regards to casting would you be able to like break down the casting kind of process and experience from like your side of the table because i think obviously coming from a performer's side primarily you, i'm like everywhere i think people talk about stuff and 
they'll talk about stuff as if they have an understanding but I think to hear it from someone who's actually experienced it you know might bring something fresh yeah. to, to the surface do you know what I mean um but yeah, yeah what's that like yeah. I'm very happy to delve into that. Um, so it really differs depending on what genre of work you're working in. I think mm. probably film and television casting and, and is different to musical theatre casting, for example, and commercial casting is a different ballgame yeah. completely. Um, but from sort of my experience, which is, you know, theatre and musical theatre, mm-hmm. it starts with a producer who decides to take on a show uh, and then they will hire the creative team, um, which one of them will be the casting director. So we'll go to the casting director and say hi we're doing this musical and we'd like you to cast it so we would then get the script um, and we would read through the script and we would break it down in terms of what characters we would need to be looking for to cast and the way that I work my process is once I've got the script I will always have a call with the director and musical director to kind of get their vision of exactly what they're looking for in terms of from a cast Um, and whilst I'm kind of organizing and those those meetings I'm straight on the search mm-hmm. <laughs> and to kind of put lists together people that I have auditioned you know in the, in the past you know put them down thinking oh they'd be great for that and I keep everyone's CVs everyone I see um, and I always go through them after every process for the next project because although they may not have got the role before they may be perfect for this and mm-hmm. um, so I kind of start that process right from the get-go and so once I have that discussion with the creative team and I know exactly what they look for um, I usually put a breakdown out on Spotlight um, and and, and ask for people to be submitted and then I usually get many submissions (laughs) which is is great Uh, and I will go through every single one um, to make sure that I you know have seen everybody and try and um, give people as as fair a chance as as possible I think it's always quite difficult depending on the show you're working on and the time constraints that you have as well sometimes I've worked on shows that I've had the luxury of you know two weeks of first round editions it's great I can see loads of people but then sometimes I'm only given the luxury of three days of additions and mm-hmm. um, so I have a small amount of time so depending on how much time I'm, I'm granted then depends on how many people I can see and um, but I will t- always try and squeeze as many people in as I can um, so yes yeah, so then I'll go through all the submissions and then I will usually um, get all the uh, material together and I will send out to agents or if you're self-represented directly to you and um, to invite you into an audition um, I try to give as much time as possible with the material because I know people have lives mm. <laughs> and other jobs and you know commitments so I understand that you know you're not just waiting at computer for an addition you have a, a life to, to live and um, so I try to give as much time as I possibly can with the material um, and I'd never expect you to be off book um, on the first round ever um, so yeah so then you'll you'll get your audition through and then that's kind of when the organizational part of, of the casting journey is, is a bit crazy um, on my yeah. end you know with, with agents coming back um, uh, with, with changes of times and swapping people around and um, you know possibly changing material and those sort of logistics um, and then the casting process begins um, and the audition process begins and depending on the, the show um, usually have a couple of days or a couple of weeks of first rounds and then go into recalls then into finals um, and yeah and then between myself the director uh, musical director and the producers uh, we will make a, a final decision on, on who's going to get the role um, so that that's quite a very brief overview there's obviously a lot of bits to the puzzle um, in terms yeah. of you know the show that I've just worked on um, Islander um, it's going on a UK and US tour so we had wow. um, 
you know US producers as well to work with and um, so there's lots and lots of people involved um, in, yeah. in the picture but yeah that's kind of the overview. It's yeah. interesting like we say on here all the time that like from a performer perspective we get an audition through you go to the audition and your your brain is very much like you focused at that point like mm-hmm. and because you want to get the job and that's how it is and we always say here like you have to think about the the people doing the casting have a job to do they're answering to someone above them who are looking for a specific thing and it doesn't mean that you're not great that you could go in and do the best audition ever but if you're not quite right for every one of those layers it's mm. then you're just not going to get that job and it's nothing to do with how great you are it's just everyone's doing their own bit you know and I think it's really good to hear that from a yeah. casting director's side like there's so much that go into it yeah. where as a performer you don't think about it you just get your audition through you <laughs> learn the material you go to your audition and you you know what I mean that's you, yeah. you don't always think about everyone else who's doing their job in the room as well no it's a unified effort isn't it but mm. I feel like sometimes it can it can be a bit I think performance can be a bit self-consumed which you know you get nervous Definitely, and all yeah. that stuff but it's it's the same I guess for you guys as well and from a casting perspective because yeah. you and you know like I think it, what, what people have to remember especially from the casting, um, casting <laughs> director perspective is that we are so on your side yeah. um, mm. you know I, I need you to be good because you know these people have entrusted me to bring the right people into the room yeah. um, and have entrusted that you know I know what I'm doing I know what I'm talking about so when you come in hi I'm so on your side I'm like yes come on you can do this I know you've got it in you and I think what people get quite you know caught up about is when you come into an audition you know you may sing a song and you might crack or you might forget your words and you're like oh god that's it I'm never going to be seen again Mm -hmm. I promise you that is not the case you know we will always give you a second chance or you know always take that into consideration as an extremely nerve-wracking scenario you know I'm usually nervous on first day of auditions as well so you know we we always give you that that time because Yeah. yeah you know we understand completely it's one of those things, I guess, as well, like the audition process from all, all angles, it's like, it's it's never really going to happen. Like once you've got the, if someone's, once you've, you know, you've completed your job and some a performer has a job, they're on the stage. And like that is such a different environment to an audition environment. It's mm-hmm. so, it's like, they're so different. And it's such a, it's such a process you have to go through. And I think for me, it's just popped in the mind that you don't really think about it in that way. It's, you, you focus on, like you say, if you were to crack in a, in a song or something, you, like our brains are just like, what? Yeah, that's happened. Oh God, what you know? Yeah. But I think, like you're saying, you, there's such a lovely, warm feel from from you in particular. And I think what you said earlier about you know the process that you had with uh, Natalie and Pippa, and that being a lovely experience. Like that's something when I was obviously I met you through doing some running for that and. I totally that resonates with me because it was you could really feel that even though I wasn't part of like you know being in the room I wasn't auditioning for anything but you could really feel that it's a unified feeling and I Mm. think that's so so good and I think performers can forget that and I think yeah. it's important to remember that, like you say, we're all on the same team, aren't we? No, so what, what, uh, you know, if it's in a hostile environment, you're not going to get the best out of people at all. Mm. So it makes no sense to, you know, have that sort of, you know, X factor feel to it because yeah. you're just never going to get the best out of the performer. And that's just counterproductive to everybody involved, really. Yeah. I love that. It's good. I feel uh, like I'm healing my inner performer edition <laughs> a couple of years ago. I'm like, no, oh, they didn't hate uh, it's, me. It's good to hear. It's good because you do. Oh, I think. 
Yeah, I think, but I think people as human beings, we get wrapped up in that. Oh, what, what did I? Oh, what? Do you know what mm. I mean? We're very good at 100%. harnessing the negative, which is a lot of what we talk about in these podcasts as well, isn't it? Trying to like, mm. actually, no, it's it's all right. We're all human. We all do things in our own way. We all make mistakes. We all do things well, whatever. Um, moving on a little bit, I guess. Would you have any sort of things like advice or? Stuff that, you know, I've seen multiple people, whether that's on a self-tape or coming into a room, do you have anything that sort of like pops for you that, you know, if someone walks in in a certain way, I'm being a bit vague with my question here, but do you know what I mean? Is there something that... Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you answer that? Do I need to give you a bit more? <laughs> yeah, sure. I think probably the main thing that I would say that you'd actually be very surprised to hear is being prepared is such a big thing and I know I kind of maybe sound like contradicting myself when I say we don't expect you to be off book that's not what I mean I just mean coming into the room and at least have read through it Mm. um you know through the material and just feeling prepared in the room there's been many occasions where people have come in and, and just haven't even you know attempted to have a read through or haven't you know have gone away and, and, and understood it in a completely different way without asking any questions. Always come back to casting if you you know if you don't understand something. Always ask us because I'd much rather give you as much information as I can mm. to make sure that your your audition is is the best it can be. But being prepared is just so so important. Otherwise, you, you're you're wasting everybody's time and 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 also that's a, you know a spot that someone else could have you know taken as well. And it, it's it can be quite frustrating when people just haven't haven't you know given any time at all um you know i completely understand when there's you know life going on and lots of things but definitely communicate with that with us don't ever feel scared you know if you need an extension on self-tape always ask for that if you need clarification you know on something you don't understand please always ask because i'd very happily give you the answer Mm -hmm. and to make sure that your audition was the best so yeah asking questions and being prepared would be my biggest uh my biggest advice i'd say i love that yeah it kind of goes back into what we were saying because it's like the the only thing you can control in a casting process is how you do and how well you prepare yourself how you show up to the room and to make sure you can put your best foot forward once you're in there You, you can't control what the casting director wants or what the producer wants it's that's it so you should do your work into doing that bit the bit you can control and focus your energies on that i think that's a reflection on people you know or you if you were a performer in that scenario as well because that's gonna probably you know you'll remember that if if that's that name was to pop up again in a casting down the line you think well Mm, a bit unprepared but <laughs> whatever you know whatever the case of you I guess if you've got a short amount of time you might think mm, maybe not but if you had a bit longer then maybe I don't know but I think communication is so important and it's so it's so it's so accessible these days yeah. as well and it's, that's you know, what we do as performers we tell stories and we're all wanting to communicate something a story or some some form at the end of this journey collaboratively casting directors and, mm-hmm. and you know producers everyone so start from the off I guess with communication yeah. I think that so, makes so much sense and I feel like people don't really think like that I think people sometimes feel like I can't I can't ask I can't do this I've just received this and I've just got to do it I was definitely like that I Were was you? definitely like a oh no you've got to just work it out yourself and do Figure it yourself it and 
but I think that's ingrained a little bit I don't know why that that mm. seems to be a narrative around there that you can't ask any questions or of course you can you know you want to make sure that you understand it is you know and, and can give your best performance and yeah. you know never ever be scared to, uh, to ask for that and I'm the same with asking to change to an, a morning edition or, or an afternoon one because you have to go to work or you have childcare or you know always no. ask those questions because you know I think it's important to be able to be as flexible as I can obviously there's times where you know if I only have morning slots I really can't do anything there but I will always try and and help so never be never be afraid to ask that Mm. because that will 100% never go against you so I think that's a narrative we need to squash I completely (laughs) agree I completely agree I think just chatting about this it's interesting because I I come from a definitely not an MT definitely would never sing in my life just a dancer place (laughs) and I think you're pushed into like cattle call editions where there's 500 people and it's like it's so busy and you're you, you're sort of told you're just another number and they if you're if you are going to be difficult or if you're going to ask to change your slot or do something like that it's like well there's another 499 people to choose so you can't like waste your time but in theory and it, it, I, when I say that it's sort of like well the the casting team and the producer and everyone are up here and all the dancers and the actors and everyone else auditioning are down here but in theory, it's like you're a team working together, and you're all mm. like you guys need One us sec. as much as possible, you know. So it's it's both ways. Is what yeah. I'm Sorry, I couldn't play that on the speaker you requested. Oh, who's this? Is, is that... Who's joining in? <laughs> oh, is that? That's. A... I actually thought that was you, Catherine, for a minute. I was like, that's you sound really different. <laughs> that's a. Uh... Seemingly getting involved. Was well, that's on on this Mac. Anyway, oh, sorry. Well, that's going to be a funny experience halfway through this. <laughs> you weren't invited. No. Start. Well, we we'll have to do a separate pod episode for. Don't say their name. No, now. I won't. <laughs> anyway, yeah, communicative teamwork. Love it. <laughs> Where were we? Da 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 da. Oh, oh, I quite like this one. So it's still within like the casting bracket. Is there anything that, you know, maybe you see repeated or whether that's material or habits or something that, maybe I'm going to probably word this vaguely as well, but what we've got written down here, is there anything that you'd like more of or less of in people who come and show you what they can do? Um, I suppose it's probably topical, isn't it, depending on what you're casting for. But I guess, is it is there things that, you're like, oh, why are people doing this thing again and again and again at the moment? Do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah, I do know what you're saying. Yeah. I think it really it depends on on what you are are auditioning for, really. Um, but I would definitely say um, I think there's a sort of around musical theatre anyway. If you come in for an, a first edition and you get to sing a song of your own choice, there's a bit of a you know a narrative that it's you know there's a perfect song out there that you must find to mm. perform with, and that's just not true. Like you know, pick a song that you feel really comfortable with, as mm. long as it's not completely off the genre. You know, you're not auditioning for Dear Evan Hansen with the Phantom of the Opera song. That would be you know yeah. very <laughs> off brand. But you know, I think you just have to. Do something that makes you feel really comfortable and really confident in. And I would just say come in and be yourself. Just, you know, really relax. I got some advice when I was performing saying, you know, 
having an audition is just like getting a chance to sing on a Tuesday and have fun with it you know just mm-hmm. just feel you know like it's a, a chance just to show off um, and, and I think that that's a really good way to look at it um, and and always just to be kind to everybody um, around you you know obviously you have the panel in front of you who you're kind of there for but there's so many other people involved in the mm-hmm. process you know like a pianist for example you know who really couldn't do the audition without you know the runner you know who who's spent all day there you know checking you in you know just you know being kind to everybody around because the process takes so many different people and it just wouldn't happen without all of those parts so I think it's you know we've spoken about the teamwork and the collaborativeness of it and just kind of thinking that you are going into a space to be really you know collaborative and, and you're part of a team and, and there's there's no levels um, and I think that's a, a good mindset to come in with um, and, and never think that it's you know you make a mistake that's the end because it's just not true <laughs> I'm I loving this podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I needed it's, this two years ago <laughs> <laughs> no but it's, it's but it's one of those things as you say it's like it makes so much sense mm. and it resonates so much and I think sometimes you need to hear these things like you know obviously we're talking about it now and people will be listening to this down the line and I just think it's it's really just good for the soul isn't it to hear that mm. actually, oh yeah of course it of course it's gonna be like that of course you know it's common sense but yeah we, the common sense goes out the window in auditions doesn't it along with many other things <laughs> but you know anyway moving on do you want to do this bit? I feel like you should do this bit. This bit's about Scotland, so I guess yeah, I will. So I'll let you two chat. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's exciting to me. So where about in, in Scotland are you from? Well, I'm actually from Fife. From Fife. But, uh, I'm based in Glasgow, so, yeah. Nice. Well, I'm from Edinburgh, so not far, but... Uh, um, not far. <laughs> I don't know, I think it's really exciting that you've moved up there now and you're, you're, you're working up there because I think... But, I mean, I trained in Scotland... And then moved down to London once I graduated. But there was such a like emphasis on like the industry down south and the industry like down there. And if you were really serious, you had to move down there and whatever else. But there's there's so much talent all over the world, and there's so many opportunities all over. Like even for us now that we've moved to the northeast, mm. and there's so many jobs and opportunities here that we we, we were just completely unaware of because we were down in the London scene which obviously is such a hub for everything it's amazing for certain things but I just think it's it's refreshing to see someone you know like working in the industry but not being like London is the only way um, <laughs> so yeah what, what what do you think about the, the London slash Scotland slash rest of the world side of things it's um it's definitely you know I think that's drilled into you that London is the hub and, and London is a huge hub you know I, I have a lot of experience from down there and a lot of the stuff that I've taken you know into my own casting business is, is learned from my time you know working in London however it's I mean Scotland in particular and I'm sure there is lots of different regions across the UK and Ireland as well you know that have their hub but Scotland has an incredible amount of work there uh, and what I find which I find really interesting coming from working in London and casting, then working in casting in Scotland, you know, how they differ, um, is how supportive the Scottish industry is mm-hmm. and actually how, you know, the casting directors 
speak directly to performers and agents and it's just this really lovely sort of group of you know industry professionals who are all working together and um, we recently did a Scottish showcase um, through Spotlight and um, so it was all new Scottish grads from 2023 who were coming back to Scotland and um, to basically introduce themselves to the Scottish industry and um, so we we sponsored that and we had drinks afterwards and and what I used to have when I used to go to showcases in London is that you'd go to the showcase then agents and casting directors would run off (laughs) um, straight after and like not speak to anyone my goodness I could not get the agents or casting directors or performers out that bar Um, (laughs) they just were just all together and just it was just so lovely to see everyone mixing and I think that is something that's really unique um, to mm. the Scottish in- industry and, and I'm sure probably in the same and in lots of different regions um, but yeah I think there's there's a lot of work there and you don't need to move down south to, to have a really successful career you know I think COVID has you know has many awful things came from COVID but many good things also did too mm. you know the, the, the move to self-tape has been a game changer for those who do, don't wish to live in London you know being able to yeah. do it at least your first round edition on tape and how much more accepted that is 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 huge it, and it, it's so much more accessible for people wanting to be able to live you know where they want to live yeah it's fascinating i mean obviously i'm a bit biased but <laughs> no, rightly so rightly so i think that's i think it's so good to hear again because we're we're kind of advocates of you know it's not it's obviously london is amazing it's like you say it's a big hub probably one of the main hubs you know mm. uh within the uk but it's not the be all and end all and i think sometimes it can be made to feel a bit like that definitely i think um, it's def- especially when you're training it's like it's sort of a bit on a pedestal that like that's where everyone goes and that's where all the additions are and that's where but i mean even if you do i i did end up moving to london in the end because that's what was going to be best for me but I also lived at home for a while and travelled down to London when there was additions I yeah. needed to go to. Don't get me wrong, it's not the nicest thing to do a night bus journey, but like <laughs> it, it was definitely manageable. And I think if I had been a bit more aware of how many more opportunities there were in Scotland, because I wasn't even looking, to be honest with you. I was sort of like, well, these companies audition in London and that's where I need to be and that's where everyone else is going, so off I go. Where, as if I had been a bit more aware, I could have maybe taking advantage of more opportunities there and being able mm. to balance that that a bit better you know so. So maybe yeah maybe it's a good thing to sort of say to make people aware or at least think about that mm. have a look around locally rather than or bef- as well as looking into stuff that's going on down in london because there's always going to be something there's going to probably be something going on locally as well yeah. whatever that may be whether it's you know regional or whatever but, yeah but then that's the same as here if you think about it because yeah, we, we moved yeah, yeah, here yeah. thinking oh we're not gonna be performing we're gonna be teaching and whatever else mm-hmm. but then so many performing opportunities have just oh, yeah. shown up and it's yeah. like well it's crazy to me anyway yeah. it's good though it's good it's good to it's it's so lovely to hear that from your perspective as well Catherine and especially you know you guys are very much Scotland as well and I'm a big advocate of Scotland now. You're you know. a McBride, so you're Scottish yeah, somewhere. Yeah, there's, there's something in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger beer doesn't come from nowhere. Um, but yeah, would you say with the, the Scottish industry, is it is it is it on a journey at the moment, or do you or is it? Yeah, what would you say? Yeah, I would definitely 
say it's on the up for sure. I mean, I'm, I, you know, the, the amount of filming opportunities up here is, is just growing. You know, I think, you know, we have great film studios here. You know, we have, you know, Outlanders filmed here, which is mm-hmm. a huge hub and it brings a lot of tourism as well, which I think also boosts the sort of creative economy here. Um, but yeah, it's definitely on the up and the, the amount of talent that's here is, is unbelievable. You know, I have done a few casting processes here looking for Scottish based people or, or Scottish people and my goodness, like, yeah, it's, it just makes me feel really proud because I'm like, wow, look at the talent that is here. It's, it's just incredible. And I really, I really want to, to push and, and to help the industry as a whole that if you know you're filming something in Scotland um, or, or any of those regions you should try and use local talent um, mm. I think that's something that you know that really needs to be pushed a little bit more um, mm. you know and, and it doesn't come from the casting directors it comes from you know the, the, the producers and the, yeah. the people yeah. who have the money um, who are putting on those those productions yeah, theatre's not so bad but definitely film and, and television that push to get more local faces you know on on those screens um is something that yeah i, I really want to to advocate for and um, is, is to try and fight for which i'm sure all of us do yeah absolutely if you think about it as well scotland has so many good like training institutions whether that be the conservatoire in glasgow mm-hmm. mj is where i went in edinburgh but there's, there's so many more like oh places that every year churning out so much talent that to push them down to London is a shame. <laughs> Stay in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's more than just the fringe. <laughs> I think that's... But the fringe itself... But the fringe is a great example oh, of like... Yeah. Like the, the hub of creativity and performers, how, how that can exist in there. Like, that's... You know what I mean? Just that and it, it's the extension of that. Yeah. Because I think, yeah. Well, well we're going to have to move to Scotland now. You do oh, realise this. Oh, That's fine. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely down for that. <laughs> I was about to hang up. Sorry. You, sorry. Up. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're not hanging up yet. We've got more, more things to talk about. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm not going to be able to sleep now. Um, so we're going to move on a little bit. Uh we kind of wanted to ask a few questions. Uh, I guess it's more about people who might be interested in getting into sort of the agent or casting perspective because I think mm. we've definitely, you know, know people who have been like, oh, yeah, you know what, That's, this is an avenue I want to go down. And again, kind of like you said earlier, it's not necessarily an so avenue where do that's you like, start? yeah, well, okay, yeah, well, how do I go on this journey? Um, so your journey specifically, would you recommend like that way of doing it, it sounds because it sounds like a really efficient way of doing things or do you think would you say actually maybe you could do this differently or do you know what I mean how would you recommend getting into that sort of I think it's a great idea to try lots of different things to see what you know you want to do being an, a casting director and being an agent is extremely difficult um in terms of you know the the sort of role in itself especially being an agent because there's so many legal and contractual things that are involved with that and um, so I would definitely you know advise you know trying out these things and uh, you know if you do want to go down a casting director route or an agent route try and get some experiences in offices and um, I know the the PMA which is the personal managers association and um, they're the sort of organization 
for, for agents, they have like a vacancy board with loads of sort of like intern stuff, uh, assistant agent stuff on there. So if you wanted any experience, I would definitely recommend going on, on there and having a little look. Um, it's the same for the CDG, which is the Cast and Directors Guild website. They have a vacancy page too um, if you're looking for some experience. Um, but I would absolutely urge you to, to, to email casting offices and, and agent offices if, if you want any of that experience, whether it's just a, you know, a week's worth of, of, you know, work experience or something, at least you can kind of get a bit of a taste and, and a foot in the door. Mm. Um, and I'd also say, you know, trying to go to as many things as possible. I know we're in a cost of living crisis at the moment, so yeah. that's a little bit difficult. But I know, especially in Scotland, there's loads and loads of things that are free to go and see. There's lots of things that sort of like pay what you can schemes, um, which are really great because then you network and you meet people and, you know, look at the back of the programme, look who's produced it, look who's cast it, um, and just kind of, you know, get those, you know, um, all those pieces of information and, and kind of put them put them away so you can kind of collect that. Um, that would be my, my biggest advice if you if you want to get into it is to try and get some real lived experience in it, um, especially as an agent, um, because that is is extremely is extremely difficult. But also you are in charge of people's careers, so ensuring mm-hmm. that you know you know how to deal with difficult contracts and special stipulations and you know those sort of tricky things that producers love to throw in um you know making sure that you've had experiences is really key to make sure you're, you're protecting your clients yeah that's really good that's actually my next question was how do you think you could get some experience sort of in that but you've, you you're ahead that's of the game <laughs> no that's no, good that's great. brilliant because it's this has just been such a, a wonderful little pod uh, episode I've really enjoyed this I know me too um, but yeah I want to uh, do a Catherine part two <laughs> I'm sure we probably could if the, if the time and time suits and Catherine's free she's a busy, busy woman absolutely <laughs> <laughs> but now this has actually been really lovely I think it's been a lovely like I said earlier like it's been it's a real give me a real warm feeling this mm. this particular episode and we really really appreciate you coming on and sharing your ex- your experiences and your journey and letting other people hear that because I mean clearly we needed to hear and and hear that as well I think it's so easy when you're a performer to get just caught up in your own head with everything going on and I think this chat even for us who are not really actively performing anymore are like yeah do you know what that helps that really it it just puts some perspective on things and opens up a world of things you don't really think about so absolutely yeah and I think you know my biggest advice kind of you know to to wrap it all up is is just you know you know what you want in your career and that you're in charge of your career so make sure that you you know you stand up for 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 what is right you know ask the questions if you don't understand you know you're you've been invited into that room and you've got that that 10 minutes you know absolutely show them what you can do Um, and I think that that's that's really important and know that we are always always on your side we're never th- sitting there thinking haha we can't wait for you to fail I'm like be good be good yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I think that's the biggest thing is that we we cannot do our job without the performers um, and I think that is something that you you know you really have to, to remember um, in those, those tricky times I love that absolutely absolutely oh this has been wonderful yeah cool okay well let's wrap it up Yes. Thanks. Having me. Oh, thank you so much. So so much. This has been so wonderful. Yeah, I can't Uh, wait for it to come um, out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Whoever whoever has been listening, loads of people. Yeah. Obviously, as always. (laughs) Um, But 
yeah we'll have a podcast out again next week stay tuned is this this is going to be it's going to be nearly Christmas time nearly Christmas we have all our podcasts written out in like a schedule mm. not stuck to it really already no, but, but this is yeah. right before Christmas right before Christmas so. what a lovely little early Christmas Merry present. Christmas <laughs> no thank you so much and we'll see you next week bye, bye. You have been listening to Tina Chat with Quartz Academy. If you have any questions or things you want to know, visit our website at www.quartzacademy.co.uk or email us info at quartzacademy.co.uk. You can also find us on our socials, Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Thanks for listening. We're so happy you're here. See you next week. Bye. Bye.